Hi there, you are listening to Ponder With Me, the podcast to encourage critical thinking and a bit of self-reflection. Today's topic is the natural sustainability of the world, meaning nature is sustainable. And to better understand what that means, of course, we'll need to look back to move forward. So one of the most fundamental laws of the universe says energy cannot be created nor destroyed, only transferred from one form to another. When it comes to life, transfer of energy comes in the form of eating. The plants convert energy from sunlight into sugars that are eaten by small animals, and small animals are eaten by the larger animals, and the energy is transferred again. Now some of the energy is always going to be wasted in the process for every reaction. If that reaction is a campfire, the campfire is converting a lot of the energy stored in the tree cells to heat, but not all of it comes out as heat, some of it comes out as light, or even sound as the log will crackle. In nature, some of that energy from food is used by the animals so it can move around and do animal things. Therefore, you'll find much fewer birds than frogs and even more insects. The loss of energy keeps the amount of birds small relative to the number of frogs and their small relative to the number of insects. If the birds were to, say, eat more than they needed, their prey would dwindle and many would die off, thinning the numbers to allow nature to restabilize. So the reason I bring this up is because it introduces the idea of limited resources. In the example, the birds can't eat up all the frogs because then they would run out of food. They would also allow the insects to grow out of control and they would eat the plants. Instead, the birds live in smaller numbers, which keeps the frog population alive and also keeps the birds alive. When we switch thoughts to humans, we still follow this trend in the most basic societies. Early fishing towns can only grow a population so that the fish in the river can sustainably feed them. Just like with our example for the birds, death is the factor that maintains sustainability. If the fishermen were to overfish and empty that river of fish, then they would end up dying while the fish numbers recovered. In today's world, we don't usually have the threat of death. Many people get their food from a grocery store, and those stores get their food from wherever it's available. If a region is fished up, then the fishermen might go to another region, and they would still sell to the same stores. Meanwhile, we as the consumers don't really see a difference in the availability, which means we are removed from the natural sustainability of the world. In ancient towns, people would barter and trade their goods to other people for other goods. Although some people had more of a resource than others, like more furs or more pots, they were still understood to be limited because you can only have so much from the amount that you make. The money was invented as a placeholder to represent value so that goods could be traded for means to get anything else. Because if you are a goat farmer and you have lots of goat milk and you don't want all of the fish that the local fisherman gives you, you can get something that helps you to buy anything that you want. Ultimately, in today's world, the amounts of money that we're dealing with has reached unfathomable numbers. And despite the limited nature of the resources money represents, we keep making more. We put a monetary value 
unnatural resources, the more limited, the more expensive. Money within a society could play the same role as energy in an ecosystem, but there's one essential factor that is missing from our societies, death. A wolf will die if it does not get enough food, but it will also die after it's lived for a period of time. Everything will die eventually. Similarly, a business can die if it doesn't get enough money, but it's not necessary for it to die after any period of time. It can just be handed off from one owner to the next. Businesses also have the ability to buy each other. In our earlier ecosystem example, that would mean that the bird eats the frog and then continues to get the energy that the frog would have gotten from the insects. But that just doesn't make any sense for the sustainability of nature. Humans, especially when it comes to money, are not sustainable. As of now, half of the world's population, that's a whopping 3.5 billion people, owns the same amount of money as the eight richest people in the world. I'm gonna say that one more time. The eight richest people own the same amount of money as 3.5 billion people and the reason I bring any of this up is because we have the tendency to measure our success as a society in terms of money. Money is a made-up concept meant to represent a limited resource. There is more money being made in the world every day, which means money is essentially unlimited. A society cannot be measured on an unlimited resource that they made up. It does not reflect the resources available. Political leaders will say that we need to create jobs for people to get more money to live. Yet the jobs they hope to create are the ones that will take natural resources and produce something that people can buy. Think of all the cars that are made. Think of all the plastics that are made, all the clothes. Think of all the stuff that you're encouraged to buy in between the acts of your nightly television shows or between your favorite songs on the radio. It requires a natural resource to make, but we ask for an unlimited resource in exchange. That is the definition of unsustainable. The solution is not an instant one, but it's a mindset shift. First, we have to recognize that we can be sustainable. It is an attainable goal. And once we believe that it's possible, and it is, we can take steps one by one to get there. Don't be fooled by the life you are quote unquote meant to live. The system currently in place holds money, a resource that we made up above everything else. It's above the natural world. It's above human life. Nature is sustainable and humans are a part of nature. We can't let the actions of a few of us who are inspired by greed destabilize our planet because when our planet becomes destabilized, nature will react. If you remember our example with the birds and the frogs, when the frogs were eaten, the birds had no more food and therefore had to die. If we let a few individuals destabilize our planet, then the restabilization probably won't look very good for most of us.